Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And it's been a while, Super Friends. Three, four weeks, something like that. Yeah. And we're back with Supergirl, episode 18, season two. Title of this is Ace Reporter. As soon as I saw the title, I'm like, okay, she's going to get her job back by the end of the episode. You didn't do the typical where <laughs> you ask me what I think of the episode. So what did you think of the episode? It was effing fantastic. <laughs> Fan. Fantastic. I liked it too. I thought it was good. So, uh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> Supergirl's flying around. She's unemployed, living the life. And she drops into the O and she's like, I'm ready to save kittens and punch bad guys. And, and they're literally like, we have nothing for you to do. Mm-hmm. There's no crime. There's no bad things. Nothing's happening. And obviously it was, you know, the setup for Supergirl's now bored being unemployed. Obviously she hasn't been looking for a job. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay. Well, guess you don't need money for that swanky apartment. Right. But... So I thought that was kind of funny. But that combined with the title made it absolutely clear that by the end of the episode she was going to have her job back. Yes. Uh, and so everybody just kind of walks away from her like Hank's, Hank's all, I got to go look at the budget and wins. I'm going to go do some crypto computery things and... Alex has some kind of training. She had Thursday morning knife training. <laughs> Thursday morning knife. I want Thursday morning I know, knife training. Me too. It's like Tuesday is spackle day. I mean, <laughs> spackle Tuesday. Awesome. I mean, come on. So uh, after that, Supergirl's apartment, and she is, as Lena put it, uh, she is grief baking. Grief baking, yes, for the loss of her job. And I don't know what she was trying to make, but she had tried to make it like five or six times, and she kept failing and yeah. dumping it into the garbage. It's like a, I don't know, a cake or something. Mm-hmm. I so again, just reinforcing the this idea that she's utterly bored out of her gourd. And Lena drops by, and I gotta tell you, like, I don't know the actor's name who plays Lena. I'm not sure who she is. We'd have to look her up. But she's fan fucking fantastic. She is. She's great. She's a great actor. She plays the character like with a lot of heart. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. You got that darkness peeking out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And God, I don't want them to make her a bad guy. Like I'm totally cool with her being conflicted. Oh. Right? But I don't want her to just turn into a bad guy. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) she comes over because she's been invited to a conference by uh, a what what at first sort of comes off like a rival CEO, but it turns out that uh, the rival CEO, I'm using air quotes here, is actually an old ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I'm glad she told everyone. Anyway, <laughs> they were lovers They for were two lovers. Years. Right, and so she wants, she kind of wants to go. You can tell she wants to go to the press conference. Because who doesn't want to see how their ex is doing? Right, but at the same time, she kind of doesn't want to go, so she comes to Kara. Looking for basically support. a wingman slash support mm-hmm. uh, pal. And and Kara leaps at the opportunity the after, after Lena asks her if she's been grief baking. Yes. <laughs> and one of the funny things, too, is, is um, they were talking and Lena says Jack is the rival CEO's name. Played by Rahul Kohli, by the mm-hmm. way. We love uh, Ravi. Uh, Ravi of iZombie. We love him. Amazing actor. Love him. Love this guy. Love he is I like zombie. the best. So I was super excited for this episode anyway because he was going to be in it. And he's so cute. And he is super cute. And and Lena says, he's my kryptonite. And as they're heading out the door, Lena turns to Kara and says, what's your kryptonite? And Kara just kind of goes, um. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I mean, throughout this whole thing, like, 
the the comedic timing was perfect. Yeah, this episode the was on point. Jokes were perfect, yep. and I mean they weren't all with win. You know, mm-hmm. they were spread around. It was. It was good. Wonderful. It was good. So we were at the press conference, and it's like sort of Apple press conference on steroids with lasers and dramatic presentational things and stuff. And as they're walking in to sit down, though, Lena and and Kara are walking in to sit down, and. Kara is walking in the aisle from the right and Snapper is coming in from the left and he makes snarky comments, you know, <laughs> oh, they just let anybody do these things now mm-hmm. and, and, you know, digging at her for her blogging and all this kind of stuff. And, and she's trying to give it back to him. And yeah. She just and she fails. She like, she fails miserably. <laughs> it's funny. Snapper owns her, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the presentation starts and Rahul walks out. He is Jack, Jack. the CEO of this... Not necessarily rival company, but the ex-lover. Yeah. And it's lasers and it's fancy. And for you, all you people out there who cringe when you hear lover, sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people do. They're like, it really? looks so gross. <laughs> they Whatever. were an item. They're an item. <laughs> anyway, he, he does a fancy, very short, uh-huh. very short demonstration. Because it's direct and to the point. Yeah, he comes out and he says, blah, blah, blah. And then he puts his hand underneath like a magnifier or whatnot that's projecting up, up up on the screen, cuts himself, and then his CFO has a sphere. The company's called Spherical. And she opens it up and this this they're supposed to be nanobots, but they they weren't really nanobots in the sense that because like nanobots are literally supposed to be at the microscopic level. Yeah, where you can't see them. Right. And these things were Pretty big for nanobots. Yeah. I used air quotes there again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after he cuts his hand, she lets out the nanobots and they come over and like fancy laser heal his hand. And then he's like, I'll take questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what else, you know, I mean, yeah. what else do you have to say? <laughs> right, right. awesome. What do you want to know now? Mm-hmm. And Kara jumps up and starts to ask a question and Snapper's like, oh, hell well, no. But she does, but she's not very good at asking the question, right, though. She's right. Like, she's fumbling around. She's fumbling, yeah. And Snapper's like, no, no. And he gets up and he just basically sort of bowls her over, but she stands but, up for herself. Yeah, she does. And she asks, like, the softest of yeah. softball questions that you could ask at a press conference. It was like, um, you started in Metropolis and now you're launching in National City. Are you following FDA interstate guidelines? And he was like, of course we are. What is he going to say? No. <laughs> no, we're not. So come arrest me now. Right. I mean, that. yeah, that was, that was silly. But... That, yeah, that was kind of dumb. But anyway... After the conference, uh, Jack comes out to see Lena, and you can, like, feel the sort of latent heat, mm-hmm. but also awkward tension. Yes. And Kara is being super weird. Yeah, that was awkward. It was. It was, but like, super well. awkward. And and then Lena says something, and Kara's like, yeah, I should go. I should go. Uh-huh. Now, this part, I felt... <laughs> This was, this was, was like, yeah, I don't know about this part. Yeah, I mean, this was a great episode, but this part was a little weak. Yeah. Because Kara of Karadanvers.com. That who no with, one knows with about. one blog post that yeah. somehow went viral, viral, which we all know is completely ridiculous. You don't just launch a website and tomorrow you've got a viral post with your very first blog post which typically is hello there with the default template of whatever blog you're using yeah. which looks like garbage anyway this rando walks up to her and he's like Cara Danvers Cara Danvers I said her name totally wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one I can trust and then he's like come meet me in some creepy <laughs> parking lot at dusk and she's like okay <laughs> I'm just like, what? And I was like, why do you trust her? Yeah. I mean, she doesn't work at CatCo. Yeah. 
the website's a joke. So she agrees to meet him, and then it's nighttime, but now we see the Guardian, and he's fighting some dude. And, uh... And, he, like, Guardian... He felt like he was kind of half Shoehorned into this yeah. episode, honestly. Yeah, it kind of... Yeah, he kind of was. Yeah, so. I mean... The the this scene was still great though because the guardian like kicks some dude's butt and handcuffs him. He's like, "Here you go, police officers," and he walks away. He didn't say it like that, yeah. but he's walking up to the guardian van and it is literally <laughs> a rocket. <laughs> and he didn't knock before he opened the no, door. No, which is rude. <laughs> exactly. Come on. And and Win and Lyra are inside, and they're kissing and making out basically. James is like, "What's she doing here?" Yeah, James is like, "What's she doing here?" No, it went like. He still had his mask on, mm-hmm. and she knew it was him. And he's like, you told her? And she's like, no, all humans smell differently or whatever. And then Wynn obviously smells like honey, so of course he does. <laughs> Would have been better if it was strawberries, but honey is fine too, I guess. Strawberry shortcake. Yes, the original strawberry shortcake, not the new one who does not look proper body to head ratio. It's <laughs> creepy. Anyway. Lyra wants to join the team. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, this is a bad idea. I'm going to regret this. Wynn convinces him to do it. Because they're bros. Yeah, because they're bros. And, like, this, the the whole scene, like I said, I, it kind of felt shoehorned into yeah. the, to the episode. They honestly could have left this whole arc, this whole, like, Guardian slash. I think what they're doing, and I mean, I don't know for sure, because we don't know what the next three episodes are going to bring. But I think... There, we need to bring Jimmy back somehow to get him relevant again. So they're like, oh, we should do this in this episode. So the next episode, when he's more relevant, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, James, I remember him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's not working very well, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I think the whole introduction of Guardian has been wasted story space, basically. They yeah. could have done a lot more, a lot different stuff, like maybe used the whole amnesty time, you know, yeah. story throughout the rest of the, the season. Um, but it was still great because Lyra mm-hmm. and Lyra and Wynn are great, and and the the relationship stuff again is on point. I think it was good in a way because it um, made Wynn and James's relationship stronger, you know, and all three of them stronger together at the very end. Yeah, so, I can see that. I mean, I think it was it was okay. It wasn't you know, the most awesome part of this episode, but... This was definitely the weakest storyline of the episode, yeah. Besides asking someone to go meet you in a parking lot for some information. But yeah, I mean, well, that was a weak oh, part. Oh, we didn't even say what what information Well, that, that that's actually oh, that the next on? scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. the next scene. So after, after Jimmy agrees to let Lyra join the Guardian team, we're now literally in a creepy parking lot <laughs> with one car, it's dark, and it looked kind of like the shipyards, too. It did, it did. Like, it looked what? like the shipyards. Maybe and... Arrow was, like, nearby. <laughs> yeah, on Earth 47 or whichever yes. Earth they're on. Uh, and Kara gets into this rando guy's car. <laughs> Not even like, hey, let's step outside of your car and talk. But no, I'm just going to get well, in. I mean, she's just... super I know, girl. let's sell. This is weird. And he's some guy, he's a lab tech at Spherically, just got fired um, he was archiving files on the mainframe, and when he got to archiving the human trials... There was for, nothing there. Yeah, there was nothing there for the nanotech stuff. And as this is happening, you see the swarm of nanobots come fly underneath the car, and the car explodes. Yes. Uh, as it explodes, Supergirl sort of floats upward. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It, was, it reminded me... 
like of a phoenix sort of imagery kind of mm-hmm. thing rising out of the fire yeah. and and she lands and and it was kind of amusing because like her coat was on fire yeah. her shirt was on fire you could actually see her super suit underneath because it was burning up mm-hmm. and she's standing there obviously shocked and and upset because this guy has just been killed by the nanobots although i don't know if it was obvious to her that it was the nanobots because you didn't see, you know she sitting in the car it. she didn't see them she's sitting exploded. in the car and then it just exploded right yeah. but i would think too i mean does she have super hearing would you not have heard the the nanobots coming I yeah think. yeah i mean in theory she should have been able to hear them coming yeah so maybe she knew because she recognized the sound of them after seeing the demonstration. Yeah, something. Either way, the next scene, we're at CatCo. Jimmy's actually in his office, what? apparently Crazy. doing something at Woo. his job. Well, actually, he wasn't really doing no, anything. He wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> walks in, and I don't really know what she wanted, but um. she wanted something from Jimmy. Like, I didn't get that. She was asking for help. There, but I didn't understand what she was asking for. I the cat interrupted, so I was paying attention <laughs> to the cat. Um, I think she, was she saying like something like the cat co had like more oomph than she did, you know, caradanvers.com. Well, wait a minute, what? her first blog post went totally viral. <laughs> I mean, come on, and she wanted Jimmy to get the information out because he would something. have a wider, re- wider reach. I don't know. Honestly, I don't yeah. know. Whatever the, it was. The cat was attacking. Yeah, she wanted some help from Cat Co. Jimmy was about to give it, give it, and then Snapper walks in, and he basically put the kibosh on that, like, yeah. boom. And I thought that was great. It was. Yeah. Uh, he, but James is like, but it's me, and I'm the runner-up. Not the runner. I'm the, not the owner. I'm the, what is he? I'm the boss, I'm basically. The boss. What does basically, he do there? What does he do? He doesn't do, do anything. So he's like, I'm in charge, so I'm going to let her do it. Or, yeah. Or we're going to do it for her. He says that, and then Kara walks out of the office, and Snapper is telling Jimmy about a meeting that he has with another source related to the human trials of... So Kara uses her super hearing. Yep, to eavesdrop. Mm-hmm. And then we're at Lena's office, and Jack walks in. Mm-hmm. All, of, all of the notes say Ravi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Jack, it's Robbie. Robbie! It's Jack. Robbie! It's Rahul. Rahul. Anyway, uh, he walks in, and they have a conversation, and it's a, and it's a touching conversation. You know, they had their relationship. They were actually working on this nanobot tech together, and and they're talking about... But Lex had gone to prison and right. stuff, and he made her basically choose between her family or him and mm-hmm. she chose her family and right. he regrets it. Yep, and he's and he's apologizing. Yeah. It was a really it was good a nice, scene. Yeah, it was yeah. touching. Yeah, it was touching and he convinces her to go to dinner mm-hmm. uh, and she agrees. Yeah. So that was a fairly short scene. It was a good scene though and then we have the Guardian and Lyra out and <laughs> this was this was funny. Um, but again, it was also I don't know. Let me explain. Okay, mm-hmm. so what happens here is you have the Guardian beating up a shoplifter, and you can see is like a backpack that got a mask on, and I don't know if it was obvious to you, but it was obvious to me that it was a kid shoplifting beer. Mm-hmm. And and Jimmy like rips off the mask and sees that, and as soon as he does, he stops. He yeah. stops kicking the crap out of the kid. And the kid starts running away, and Lyra <laughs> comes out of nowhere and starts wailing on him. Yeah. I mean, just wailing on him. And Jimmy freaks out because, of course, you know, I mean, granted, the kid is is 
stealing, which you shouldn't be doing, but he, it, obviously the use of force was excessive for the crime he was committing. Yes, there's different levels. Right, so so Jimmy freaks out and... Laura doesn't understand. She's like, why? Yeah. He was a criminal. This is what we do to other criminals. Why can't I do it to this criminal? Right, and, and what I didn't like... This was the thing I liked least about this episode. They took Lyra and sort of like turned her up to 11. Yeah, she was Her reaction seemed way out of character. Later on again. in the bar with Wynn, it was exactly. just like, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't like that. And this is the thing that, this is the thing that bothers me when they do this with these characters. It's like, you know, you have things that you do and you have people who have problems and, and you expect certain types of reactions, but then they turn them up to 11 and make them so out of character and out of proportion that, that to me it it ruins the thing that they're trying to do with the story yeah it's like it's so startling <clears throat> it like jars you out of the exactly storyline exactly and then you're like you're thinking about that and it's just yeah it's just yeah too much and so they did that here with with the way she was like wailing on the kid and when jimmy <laughs> stops her she was like ah like crime fighting crime <laughs> Punish, she's got to punish! You know, and it just, I mean, Lyra has always been a passionate character, but like that was, it was like she was on speed and oxy and coke all at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the end of that scene. And now we've got Snapper in this apartment talking to the guy from the human trial. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the fact that he went in and he signed some paper, but outside of signing that piece of paper for the human trial, he didn't do anything. And as far as he knows, there were no human trials whatsoever. And if there were, he says, I didn't participate in any. And of course, Supergirl's just floaty floating outside, eavesdropping. Mm -hmm. And it was a little stalkerish of her. It totally was. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Hey, if I had superpowers, yeah. Yep. Okay, Charlie. Yep. <laughs> the waitress. Following the waitress around. Yeah. Like, where's the waitress? <laughs> no, I mean, if you could have, I've, I've thought of this numerous times. And if I could have one superpower, it'd be invisible. Well, yeah, of course it would. Because that'd be the awesome, <laughs> the most awesome. And you know, I don't think I would always stay on the right side of the law. <laughs> I don't think I would. I'd be like, "What's that money doing in the bank?" <sighs> Great. Oh, no. So I'm gonna have to come visit your invisible ass in jail. Yep. <laughs> but I'll hide, and you won't be able to find me. It'll be fun. Anyway. So, anyway. what superpower would you want to have? Yeah, tweet at us. I'm at Heniatus, and she's at K Heniatus. What superpower would you take? Anyway, um, they're talking in the apartment, you know, no human trials, blah, blah, blah. And from the outside, we see the swarm is on its way. Now, here's what I want to know. Like, how does the swarm... No, that tip, that tipper. I keep calling snapper tipper. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, how that snapper was talking to this guy. Yeah, and I don't that understand this guy was that. talking. Some... And also, before <laughs> earlier, with the car. How yeah. did they know Kara was talking to the car guy? Yeah. Now, the car thing... If we want to stretch it, I could say, you could say plausibly that they had enough surveillance at the event where this guy approached Kara and said, I want to talk to you about blah, 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 you know, that. But why would, well, I guess. I mean, it's are, stretching it, but yeah, you could, you okay. could plausibly. Because maybe they're watching him since he did go on. And right. They, they know because they fired him. Exactly. So they're keeping an eye on him to see if he does or says anything. Yeah. Okay. That I can see, but. This other guy... It I, seemed too random to me, it too. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. But the nanobots do come out of nowhere. Yeah. And they swarm in. Supergirl flies in to save them, but doesn't save the guy. <laughs> like, she just watches the nanobots eat them. I know. I was like, 
Wait a minute. You know, and she flew in and Snapper and the source were standing pretty close to each other. Yeah, she knocked them both down to the ground. I know, and why didn't she just grab one, you know, both of them like you do a cat, like behind the neck and just carry them both out? I don't understand why she didn't say both. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and he didn't have to die. No. You know? Him dying added nothing Nothing to to the story. So I just, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it sort of put the pressure on Supergirl to figure out what's going on and stop the bots. Because this is two later people. later on talks about bad about two people dying. Yeah. But it, it really wasn't necessary. He could have lived and it would have been yeah. fine. I will say this. Uh, I agree with you. Like, what she should have done is just flown in, grabbed him, and flown out exactly. or something. Because then they both would have been alive. What she does is she just, like, flies in and kind of knocks them to the floor. Mm-hmm. But then the bots somehow end up with the guy and they kill him anyway, right? And once the bots have the guy, I can see her just watching because how do you stop them? If she freezes them or if she lasers them, she's going to kill the guy too. Yeah. Um but the fact like, that she lets him get him in the first place yeah, is, yeah. is I just... I don't think she should have. Yeah. The, this is, again, the super problem kind of thing that we've talked about in the past. Anyway. Yeah. The guy's dead. Mm-hmm. The, the bots just kind of blow him up, essentially. She she blows to super freeze the bots, and then her and Snapper bail out. Yeah. And from there, we're back to Kara's apartment, and Monel's just sitting on the couch reading a book. It's like, man, I was like me. I feel the kinship. Yeah, and and uh, Carl walks in the department, and he jumps up. He's like, you know, what was going on? Tell me. And he's he tells her that Lena called, and he wanted to talk to. She wanted to talk to Kara, to have Kara talk her out of going on the date that she agreed to go with Jack. Yeah. And Kara's all upset. Two guys are dead. Blah blah blah. Nanobots evil. Got she wants a, more information from Jack. Yeah. So she's like, we're going to dinner. Yeah, so they crashed the date. They literally crashed the date. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was... that I liked that scene. I, I think that was my favorite scene. Maybe another one will come up later and I'll change my <laughs> mind. But right now, that was my favorite scene, especially with Monel. Oh, he was great. He, was he owned that scene. He did. It was It was beautiful. so good, yeah. So they but crashed... at the same time, he owned it, but... Jack also, like when he told the story about the Sterlings, I mean, that was touching and moving and yeah. great acting. And then Lena, her acting back, like, you know, oh, sweetness, love. I mean, it was, it was good acting. Yeah, all you're around. right. You're, you're Even, right. Like Kara, when they were walking in together, and um, he's like, I- I'm missing so much, but I just, I love so much of it. Like, they were like, you could hear like the Scooby Doo music, like going <laughs> when Kara and Mike are walking in, and right. it's like shenanigans. And I mean, it was just it was shenanigans later. No, that was not. What no, that was shenanigans because yeah, that's yeah. As they're leaving the apartment, Monel's exciting, excited, and he's like shenanigans. Uh-huh. And and you're right. That whole scene was excellently played. I guess when I said Monel stole it, it was because what he did at the end was so, like, so perfect. Yes. It was just, it was like the the cherry on top of a perfect dessert, that whole scene. It really was uh, great. Like you say, they all played it really well. Rahul is amazing. When they walk in, the way they crash the date, Supergirl just kind of like, oh, you guys are eating here too? And they just like sit themselves down. They they literally just invite themselves to the table like, we should eat together. And, and Lena's like... Uh, oh, thanks for the save, but I don't need it. And Supergirl's like, that's what friends are for. Like, just totally ignores her. But, uh, and then, like, Lena, like, smiled at her. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, I just watched that scene, like, eight <laughs> times. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And what you talked about, Jack telling the story about the Sterling. So, they were asking, 
Monel and Supergirl were clearly plugging Jack for info. Yeah. And and she was playing it like the reporter, not like the I'm Supergirl and I think you're a murderer at this point. But uh, that brings up, and Lena wants to know too, that brings up the story of how he cracked the nanobots because they were working on it before they broke up and they hadn't cracked it. And he tells the story about he woke up one morning and there was a, a flock of starlings flying. And he was thinking about Lena because she had left. And he realized that they were modeling the swarm. They were modeling the swarm on bees initially, mm-hmm. or were they modeling it on the starlings? And they realized they needed the bees. <laughs> the Whatever it was, he told this really great story. Yeah, I didn't care about that part. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever, there's bees and starlings, and that's, yeah. Yeah. And, and after this bit, uh, Lena kind of, you know, was like, you guys should go, basically. Yeah, I, oh, God, I want to say this, but you can't put it in, because her panties are wet. So, yeah, anyway. Continue. So they decide to leave, and this is this is where Monel just owns it. He he's they he, stand. He stands up, and Jack stands up, and, and he was, hugs. But Jack was gonna like shake his hand. Right. Monel hugs in. him, and he's like, he's like, I really like you. I really felt a connection, like like a man action. He's like, he's like you should give me a call. We should hang out sometime. It was so was weird, awesome. but it was so good, and. And it worked on so many levels, right? Because first of all, we've got Monel who's still learning about the social mores on Earth, right? And so this... So you don't know if he's just doing it because <laughs> right. he doesn't know better or if there's something else. Yeah, and if he felt like a dude bro connection. <laughs> but then the, he turns around and he shows Kara that he lifted his security Pass. card <laughs> to the office. And he's like, shenanigans! <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So they go to Jack's office, of course, and they break in. And now here, I, I'm i not going to be too picky, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he has a, a pass. Okay, that's great. But seriously, this guy doesn't have like a, a handprint thing <laughs> or an eyeball thing. You know, I'm just like, okay, that that's really easy. But... Okay, that's that's fine. I'll let it go because well, my security sucks too for my computer. Yeah, you so use the same password on four different websites. Um, <laughs> so you know, security is not everyone's priority. Okay, fine. That's yeah, fine. you were actually more picky about that than I me. I was. I totally was. Because um, to me, like, I mean, I thought about it for a second, but they had the card and they did the swipey and it let him in, and I was like, whatever, <laughs> that's fine. So they go into the office, they're digging around the computer, and they find the human trials folder, and it's empty, mm-hmm. which is what the, the first source that died said. And then they, there's another folder, like, right next to it. By the way, like, when people go into other people's computers, everything just, I mean, is it, is it realistic that everything is just on the desktop? No, it's not, because <laughs> story time. I'm at work, and I have my computer set up how I like it, so people don't mess around with it. Right. And... Like, numerous times, various coworkers have been like, I can't find anything on Kim's computer. I'm like, yes, because I don't want you messing with my computer. So you do have some sense of security. Maybe. Because <laughs> anyway. I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're so they find the stuff, and in this other folder, there's a video, and it's it's Jack. You are going to say Robbie? I was going to say Rahul, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Robbie. <laughs> it's Jack injecting himself with the nanobot trial. Now, again... This is what this Why is. Why would you just leave that on your computer? Well, the, not only that, but back to the nanobot issue. Mm-hmm. He's got like a little injector gun, but these nanobots are like. You can see them. They're big. They're bigger than a fly. Yeah. 
Well, maybe. I mean, they're big. They're big. They're not microscopic. You can't microscopic. inject them. Yeah, they're not it's microscopic. Like, so, it's not going to go through your skin. <laughs> it just, it blows. Yeah, so this didn't make any sense to me because he injects the stuff and then you see him like... Convulse. Convulse and he sort of turns into a swarm of nanobots in, in human shape and then turns back into Jack. And I was like, okay, that's weak. I mean, if you're going to make them nanobots, make them small enough to actually be nanobots. Yeah. Which they weren't. And even if they were, there's no way the the one ounce vial <laughs> is going to hold enough nanobots to hold a human shape, yeah. right? You would need a human shaped vial <laughs> to hold the volume of a human. Plus, <laughs> right? Anyway, he's in a, he is a nanobot swarm. Jack is a nanobot swarm. That's mm-hmm. what we learn with this. And Think so, how handy that would be. That would be pretty cool. Uh, that might also actually be better than being a invisible, invisible because uh, yeah, know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. When, yeah, because you could do so much more. I mean, if you're invisible and the bank vault is open, you got to walk through. Right. And if they lock you behind you, you're stuck inside for you know who knows how long. Yeah. Whereas and invisible doesn't mean you're gonna not trip off other types exactly. of security and alarms. Yeah, it just means that they won't necessarily be able stuff. to see you. Right. Ooh. Ooh, I got a new superpower. <laughs> you be nanobots. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. So from uh, they're in the office. They watch this video, and Carson's thumb drive. Like you know, mm-hmm. we got to get this video. And the minute they plug in the thumb drive, we cut to Lena's office where it's post date. Lena and Jack are there, and they're they were getting real close, and they were kissing and stuff. And and when they plug that thumb drive in. He just like stops. You see him like convulse. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious that he realized that he's connected to the computer and he realizes there's a breach and he's like, I got to go. I just remembered. I'm sorry. Something at the office. He just makes an excuse and he leaves. And the nanobot swarm is literally flying towards the office and Monel and Supergirl run out. Mm -hmm. So that brings us back to Lena's office and she's at the computer looking at old pictures of her and Jack. And Supergirl walks in. Kara walks in. It's gotta be in. the next day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kara walks in, not Supergirl. And she tells Lena about Biomax, about the human trials. Lena and, doesn't believe her because yeah. she doesn't want to. But then Kara has it on her phone, so she shows. Yep, shows him the video, shows her the video. Mm-hmm. And Lena wanted to talk to Jack. And she says to Kara, you know, please, I know you can't bury this. Please just give me enough time to go talk to Jack about this first. And Kara tells her, you know, not to. not to, because there's already been two dead bodies. You'll be the third, you know, for your safety, please don't. And she promises, but it's obvious. It is so, it is obvious to everybody in the world, except for Kara, or maybe yeah. even Kara, but Kara probably knew she couldn't stop her. Lena was clearly lying. She was going to go talk to Jack. So then we go to the bar <clears throat> and Wynn and Lyra are at the bar. And he's buttering her up because obviously he has some bad news. And were those flowers that he gave her that she said I my favorite tell. earth snack? Yeah, they, I because they didn't look like actual flower they buds, did. so they might have been chocolate something or other. Oh, maybe. Whatever it was, he was like trying hard. And Lyra even said, like, you don't have to try this hard with me. And then she's like, wait a minute, why, why? are you trying so hard? Mm-hmm. And, and he basically kicks her off of the team. Yes. And she... Flips her lid, (laughs) like flips her shit. It was, it was a lot, and it just. This is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it it was like up to eleven coke speed and meth all at the same time. Because I feel that way daily, (laughs) but 
I just it felt <clears throat> out of place. Yeah. Here, I I don't know. It felt like the same kind of thing that was going on when Monel would do something wrong and Supergirl would just immediately dump him. Yeah. You know, like an like an out of proportion reaction. Yeah. She yeah she should have been upset. Yeah she should have you know been angry and maybe walked away and told, you know, when to leave, which she did. But she literally, like, crushed a beer bottle and started screaming yeah, at him. She, I thought she was going to I thought she was going to, yeah. I'm like, that So it was just that, that, that those kinds of things are too overblown when they do them. Yeah. I think they need to scale some of that back a little bit. But she basically says, you know. I'm going to go powder my nose. You better not be here when I get back, <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen to you then. Yeah. And you see James in the background, like, watching this whole thing. Well, he walks in, like, right oh, as she storms off. Yeah. Okay. And he okay. and he kind of realizes what happened, and I think he feels bad about yeah. it. So, after that scene, we're back at CatCo, and Snapper is being Snapper, which is <laughs> It was wonderful. Great. Whoever and, wrote that dialogue, it was wonderful. Yes, yeah. I was going to say kudos, but that seemed really... <laughs> so wonderful. It wonderful. wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, she comes in, Kara comes in, she's got all of her research, and she basically, you know, apologizes. It was a very begrudging apology. I will say that. Really? It didn't feel begrudging to me. It, it felt, felt begrudging to me. Did it, it didn't to me. It felt like she was saying it slow because she wanted to get the words right. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I mean, I don't think it was a bad apology. No. I don't think it was a bad scene. But it felt to me like she didn't really want to apologize. Yeah. But realized that she needed to apologize. Yeah. You know, not that I, not that she, yeah. What anyway. was that line before? Was it earlier when um, she said something about saying thank you and Snapper's like, I only said thank you <laughs> once to the divorce attorney. It was, that was that the was a, scene. Was it? Okay. Yeah, that, that was, was the a scene. good line. That was a really good line. <laughs> but they're going over the research together. And they come up with this fact that the CFO basically has everything riding on this nanobot rollout coming and the success of it. Yeah, coming down to money. Comes and down if it to goes money. poorly, she's ruined. So now we're at Spherical, and Jack is in a dark lab all by himself. And Lena walks in, and they start talking. And she confronts him, and, and he is very earnestly saying... I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's confronting about the murders, uh, that, you know, the Biomax, is, which is what they're calling the nanobots, is no human trials, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. And she realizes, you have no idea. And then you hear, like, this click. And he just sort of, like, goes, like, like he was shut off. Yeah. And the CFO walks in. I'm glad you said like he was shut off because I'm like those people can't see your actions right now. They, they can't see your head drooping. So, yes. And it, yeah, it, it is now. If you didn't already get it from what they found out at Catco, it is now very clear that the CFO is the baddie. And what we find out is that Jack is now literally a puppet. The side effect, the reason the Biomax is problematic and can't be rolled out, is. The side effect is that using these and having these nanobots as part of you takes away your free will. Mm -hmm. And when you are sort of let off your leash, you are who you are, but whoever has the the bot engagement control. Exactly. So the CFO is about to have Lena injected with the bots, Mm -hmm. again with a teeny tiny vial that will somehow (laughs) turn her into all nanobot. Um, and, And this was really great, too, because Lena said 
the okay the CFO was literally doing the bad guy yeah. monologue where you, they tell you all of the plans and all of the reason that they did everything that they did and Lena's like oh my god you're gonna kill me that's the only reason you would be telling me all of this uh-huh. I was like oh this is so perfect whoever uh-huh. wrote that genius yes. genius bit of writing and then the next part was even better <laughs> because the CFO was like kill you why would I kill you when I can basically have you and L Corp? Mm-hmm. Imagine that merger. Yeah. And she like clicks her button and Jack wakes up and goes to pick up a file to inject Lena. I love that. It was perfect. And then well, what was even more perfect is when Lena fights back and yes. she's like, because I'm a Luther. Yes. And I'm like, yes, 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 evil Luther, evil Luther, come out, come out. <laughs> and what happens is Supergirl flies in and she stops. Jack from injecting Lena, mm-hmm. and then the bots swarm after her, and and Supergirl basically says, "I'll take care of these. You take her, her." And that's where Lena yeah. like just kicks the CFO's butt, yeah. like she does. She's she it takes a punch yeah, from the CFO, and it looks like the CFO is just gonna just gonna Concert. wail on her again. But yeah. then that's when she says it like, "I'm a Luther," and she just beats the crap <laughs> out of her, which was awesome. Now this there was a part of the scene that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Supergirl flying around, distracting the nanobots, and then we get to this point where the nanobots like swarm her and like somehow bind her and hold her on this human-shaped like yeah, machine thing. Was, but, uh-huh. I don't know what that was. I also find it utterly implausible that a swarm of nanobots could hold Supergirl down. Yeah, that like it's... that to me was just totally weak. Mm-hmm. But. I, I accept it because it allowed mm-hmm. Lena to be, continue to be a badass, which yeah. is great. She smashes the um, the control thingy, which looked like a Bluetooth earpiece that yeah. the CFO had been using. And that frees Rahul, uh, Rahul, it frees Jack to a degree. Like the nanobots are still controlling and holding down Supergirl and, and he's fighting them. But she's got to essentially, Lena's got to essentially shut down the mainframe. Mm-hmm. And this was tough. Yeah. Because, because if she shuts down the mainframe, that means he dies. Yes. So she does. Because, you know, hey. It's Supergirl. <laughs> it's Supergirl. And we're going to kill somebody else. Exactly. So she shuts it down. When she does, the nanobots all just drop. Mm-hmm. Supergirl's free. Jack dies. And and it was an agonizing thing for her to do. And you could see that. Again, yeah. it was very well yeah, played. Yeah, she didn't just go over to the computer, typey type, and kill him. I mean, there was, right. there was sadness and yeah. so on and so forth. And and he at, you know, and he said, do it. Like, yeah. he told her to do it. Like, it had to be done, and, and mm-hmm. she does. And and it was sad uh, for two reasons. One, because it was a, a, a it was a hard emotional thing for Lena to do. And two, that means we're not going to have Rahul on Supergirl anymore. Yes. Oh, darn Which heck. is a total bummer, but oh. I'm okay with that because iZombie is friggin' amazing, yes. and if you're not watching iZombie, do yourself a favor and start watching it now because it is... We love it. Amazing. It is, uh, hands down, it is my favorite... Every episode with DC and, um, uh, TV show. Yes. It is the best. So, from there we go to the uh, Lena's office, and Lena is basically shell-shocked. Yeah. She's sitting there, Car walks in, she's got some flowers, Lena says those are really beautiful. Car says something along the lines of, you know, I wish I could do something more. Mm-hmm. And and I love this scene again. Mm-hmm. Man, when they write these relationships... They do wonderful things. Yeah, when they're not injecting with crack and speed and meth, they're awesome. Mm -hmm. Because Lena was clearly very, very broken up by what she had to do. She essentially killed her ex-lover, boyfriend, boyfriend, (laughs) and, and that was really hard. And she was 
feeling emotionally empty and drained. And she talked about the fact that she felt cold and she was afraid of what was going to happen when she started feeling again. <laughs> and I knew you were cackling when this happened because yes. you're all like, she's going to yes. be evil. And I'm like, come on, please, do it. please, do it. please. I get it that it's like the, the everlasting, you know, tension in, in the super world. But just because she goes bad doesn't mean she has to be bad. Well, that's the thing, right? I, and that's what I was talking about earlier. It's not like you can't be conflicted. You can be gray. It's not that, <laughs> right? I'm fine. I'm fine. I just don't want it to be like I'm a Luther, so I'm going to be a bad Evil. guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know. But it was a really great scene because Kara says, "You know, I'm here. <laughs> I will always be your friend. I will never leave you. I will protect you." And that that's was great. Bite her in the butt later but, on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the exact thing that thing that I was thinking. Like that basically was a great big fat setup yeah. for something to happen, which is going to make Lena feel betrayed, mm -hmm. which is going to make her turn on Supergirl. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, I'm going to be disappointed because it's too easy. That's that's too trite and too tropey for me. Yeah, they're going to. I'm going to be disappointed. I know. I mean, unless they write it like awesome, really good, uh -huh. really good. But with the way they're setting it up, I feel like I'm not going to be happy with the way they handle it. I hope I'm wrong. So we're back to the Guardian van and Jimmy's doing his thing. He's beating somebody else up. And then he goes back to the van, which is not a rock in this time. <laughs> it's actually really sad. And it's depressed. really sad. And Went inside like eating some chips yeah, or something. He's like, and... he's like stress eating and drinking yeah. shake or something. Yeah. And he's totally morose. And and Jimmy essentially apologizes yep. to him. And he says, you know, you're my best friend. Then he actually corrects himself and says, you know, you're my brother. Oh, and, you so know, sweet. and this is what you were talking about earlier about deepening the relationship. Yes. And I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. I think it's a good thing. And Jimmy's like, I should have, you know, had some ground rules before. And, right. you know, we went into this whole thing and so on and so forth. And, and he says something about, you know, I really like working with you and this is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And Wynn says, yeah, but I also really have a lot of fun and love being with Lyra. Mm -hmm. And then Jimmy opens the other door and she's right there. What? Yeah. And it was like, what? Exactly. The team's back together. Like all three mm -hmm. of them, Jimmy basically says, you know. Let's do this again. And there's a cat that needs to be saved, and Lara is hungry. But wait, oh, okay. because before this, there was a line that that I can't believe you didn't want to bring this up already. Which one? How did you forget about this? Which one? Because this is like so you. What? Okay, so the, she's there, wins all happy, they kiss, and then they go outside. Uh, and because they got the cat that they're going to save, but Jimmy's first saying, like, you know, basically he's re indoctrinating her. And he says, So you're going to listen to what I say? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she says, Yes, sir. And he, and he says, Actually, before that, he says, So <laughs> do you really want to help people? <laughs> and what does she say? Something like, Some days. She says, Most, not, most no. days. <laughs> most days. <laughs> I was like, That's my wife. <laughs> I think that's why, like, earlier when she went crazy, like, it bothered me because it was so <clears throat> abrasive for, you know, the the scene and just, but at the same time, I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but that line was perfect it because was. nobody wants to help, like, everybody sometimes just gets super frustrated with people yes. and wants to be like, what the f right <laughs> <What's wrong with laughs> and are so, you really the stupid or yeah. are you just testing my patience <laughs> so that was really awesome uh, and they they go to save the cat and that's where she she says you know oh there's a cat to save because i'm super hungry and they kind of laugh and then jimmy's like she's joking right and Wynn just kind of like uh -huh. like like lol jk no idea 
<laughs> and which it made me think because it's like there's this book I don't remember the title, but basically you know cats and dogs are our pets, mm-hmm. but you know cows and pigs we eat. Right. Why? Yeah. Whereas in in some Asian countries they eat cats and yeah, dogs, and exactly. and to us that seems revolting, mm-hmm. but it's just because it, Dennis Leary had a great bit about this on his No Cure for Cancer CD. <laughs> I don't We're not going to go into it, but if you if you want to have a slightly different perspective on the animals and the ones we love, go listen to that bit from that from that uh, that comedy routine. I'll have to refresh my memory. Uh, Dennis Leary is awesome. Back to Cat Co. And snappers at his desk. And he and he yells out, Miss Desmucker! And once again, I love it when they do that. That callback to the old Superman movies is super cool. He says, Where's my Danish? <laughs> and Carl walks in with a fresh basket of Danishes. Yeah. They have a little chitty chatty, and she says she thanks him for not rolling Jack through the mud. Yep, yep, and not dragging him around. And he thanks her for the help, basically says that you're work was instrumental in us getting the scoop on this that seemed a little thin to me it did to be perfectly honest but she needed to come back to work exactly to say that yeah i Mm -hmm. think they could have made her scoop a little bit bigger a little bit better Mm -hmm. i mean she basically scooped snapper scooping exactly you know them but anyway um he shows her the magazine and she's got a byline on the article Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna step back to this one more time (laughs) Uh uh-huh there is no such thing as a daily, like, glossy cover, no. 60 or 70 page news magazine. Yeah. Which is what he showed her. Yeah, it was a magazine. It was it's like a magazine. L or yeah. Vogue yeah, or it's not a newspaper. It's a magazine. So, like, I saw that too, and I'm like, is this actually a magazine company? But I'm like, no, because they're always talking about putting the paper to bed, aren't they? Yeah, and he, yeah, and then he said, I've got to work on tomorrow's cover. Okay. So they somehow run a daily news magazine. And this looked like 90 to 100 pages. Exactly. I mean, That's what I'm talking thick. about. Mm-hmm. And it was glossy and no. It's super weird. It was strange. It's super jarring. Yeah. And Kara says something along the lines of, well, I'll let you get to it. And he's like, what, you're too good to work late anymore now? And that was basically Snapper's super gruff way of saying, you've got your job back, moron. Let's get to work. Yeah. So she's back at Catco, which and it's means it's good that she's back at work because her cooking sucks and the Danish was not <laughs> yeah, up to the Danish par. was not good. Mm-mm. But I'm hoping they write her working better. <laughs> at this point, it's like whatever. It's just it's like it's like Archer with phrasing. You know? it, just, it is what it is, and that's just what it is. Yeah. So the last scene. Which is definitely setting up the whole Lena betrayal, Supergirl, tension, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, writers, for giving (sighs) me what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Lena's in her office, and uh, Monel's mom shows up and basically says, I have a business proposition. Dun, dun, dun. End scene. So, I wonder what Mommy Dearest has, you know, to proposition her. Something evil. Uh, Well, obviously, but... (laughs) I mean, what? I need more than just something evil. Well, that's what we're going to maybe find out next episode. And I mean, okay, now the question is, too, why does she automatically think that Lena will will go evil with her? I have no idea. I mean, that's one of the things I was wondering. Like, why is she going to walk in? Is she monitoring Supergirl? Is she looking for a place to drive a wedge? Well, like, maybe. how does she know anything about the Luthers? Yeah, exactly. I um, mean, you can read it. But well, yeah, but... Why would she even think to read that? Exactly. You know? So it, it seems... It's awful convenient. Yeah. But I just loved how she just killed her husband in this other episode. <laughs> That's just awesome. That was just lovely. 
So anyway, and, you know, the way I talk, you're like, oh, my God, Spiros has to fear for his life every night when he goes to bed. It, it's fine. People. <laughs> it, he's fine. It's it's fine. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> what show was that on? What, did, what was that just on? Wasn't that on a show? I don't remember. Anyway, you don't need to send help. So on that note, we'd love to know what you guys thought of this episode and what superpower you would like to have. You can tweet me at Heniotis and Kim at Heniotis. And you can go to purefandom.com to check out all kinds of other podcasts. And any fandom you're interested in, it's going to be covered there. We should be back next week. But I say should because we're going to Denver and we have to figure out the podcast logistics. So watch the feed. For the podcast. If not next week, it'll be back the following week. Yes. With a double header or something Woo. along those lines. Bye.